Before we start, I need to address something that's been bothering me for 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 some time, for a week to be exact. Uh, and I, th- I feel like it has a lot to do with our show. Is it about me? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's for another day. Um, I went to see Blink-182, right? And this is relevant to the whole basis of our show about being self-loathing millennials. It was a great show. It was it was Blink-182 and Lil Wayne. This dude my age in front of me, he had his phone out the entire show. He FaceTimed someone every song, and then it was like straight out of a movie. He pulled out a second phone. Oh, my God. No way. Was FaceTiming someone on one phone and was Facebook living on the other phone. And it drove me crazy i could imagine man and it shouldn't have because it wasn't like it was obstructing my view you know it was just like you are spending so much time convincing people that you're at a concert that you're not even at the concert anymore right and we had good seats but it was my friend's birthday his wife got us like we were like third row from the stage oh you know nice like we were really good seats so that kid unless the tickets were gave to him he he must have paid a pretty penny Wow. Yeah, I saw your IG story you at my one what? point. Your IG story, I think. You posted mm-hmm. something on it. Yeah, and it, it was impressive how close you guys were. Um, that is unfortunate, man. I don't understand people yeah, going so out. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand why you would even... Why would you even want to do that? Why would you even want to feel... It's almost like you're being... You came somewhere to enjoy something and you're being put to work. And, and it's your fault. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I was at a wedding um, this Saturday, kind of. I mean, and um, fortunately, you know, it was a Quaker wedding. I didn't see anybody pull out a cell phone during the ceremony. Um, I went to a wedding last year, and everybody was doing this shit, man. And I'm not opposed to, like, I'm not opposed to capturing the moment, right? But capture the moment. You don't have to capture capture the the entire duration of the moment. Exactly. What's good, y'all? Another episode of Kude La with your best friends, Khalil and Brian. We're back to talk about a variety of things, as usual. And uh, yeah, one of them. Put the fucking phone away, yo. I actually, I was watching, and it's it sad to uh. To, to jump to this, but I was I was watching uh, the news this morning. I was at the gym, and when I'm at the gym, um, I have my headphones on. So when the TV, the, the, the they have like, you know, ten TVs. Um, it's not like I can hear what's going on, but I can read it. I can see the captions. But they were highlighting um, the shooting, I think in El Paso, and um, even in a moment like that. I would be in survival mode. I don't understand how people pull out their phones at a time like that even. And, and you know, I've, I've talked with some people about that and they would say, you know, where they want people to see what's going on. But I'm like, if you're in survival mode, where do you even find the fucking time? I, could, I couldn't care less if I dropped my damn phone in the midst of, of, of the panic and trying to, you know, reach a safe space. But yeah, man, put the phones yeah. away. <laughs> I, I can tell you I wouldn't be filming. I'd be I'd be hightailing it the fuck out of there. Yeah. Ugh. Right. I'd be blending with the mannequins. Oh, that's so that's so heartless. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, in a lighter news, <laughs> Bitcoin scammers they tried to uh they tried to sextort. That's the term that the news used. Sex tort. Uh, an 86-year-old woman. Did you say sex tort? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's a play on words for extort. It's, it's clever, clever uh, uh, journalism. <laughs> uh, an 86-year-old woman who just wanted a free bagel. Uh, so to wrap it up, this is a long story long. Uh, 
86-year-old Arlene Kaganovi, I think that's how you pronounce her name, wanted a free bagel from Panera on her birthday. So she signed up for my Panera Rewards program, and then she was sent threatening emails demanding that she paid $1,400 worth of Bitcoin in exchange for a supposed recording of her watching porn. Now, Arlene said, I'm always signing up for whatever comes free on my birthday. And according to her, the extortionist sent her email saying they had recordings of her watching porn. The reason that she connected the dots to Panera was this girl is an OG. Like if you stole my identity, I'd be lost. So she has different emails. She has different usernames and passwords for everything. Um, and she has them all written down in her notebooks for, for each specific site. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. Yo, right? are you serious? Uh-huh. That's pretty tedious, man. I couldn't do it. I try to keep mine. My mine is universal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for all everything I'm logging into. It's the same shit. But hey, she's even still writing in a notebook. Shout out to this. It woman. took me up to I think three years ago. I after like I first got like a security breach, I was like, you know what? I actually need to make a password because I could say this now since nothing is attached to it. But my whole life, dude, all my passwords were Brian Kelly one with a capital B, <laughs> and. Then I was like, you know what? I should really have a password that isn't the first thing the hacker will try. Um, so, but she's got it. She's she's got it right, down to it, right? Down to a T. So Panera suffered a data leak affecting 37 million customers last April, and then in that data included names, emails, physical addresses, birthdays, and the last four digits of customers' credit cards. However, Panera denies this specific incident being linked. Um, she said that. They went over the forensic records from last year and confirmed that Arlene's account was not accessed improperly. Arlene is positive that it was, but it doesn't really matter because she's in good spirits. She said that she found it hilarious that the blackmailer said they have proof of her watching porn. And this 86-year-old woman said, uh, they right. told me I have very good taste in porn. So I thought that that was nice. And then this actually cracked me up. She said if they did have a recording... <laughs> 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 they said if they actually had a recording, all they would see is a little old lady cursing at the computer because it's not doing what I want it to do. And then her final comment was, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and her last comment was, "Her favorite bagel is the everything bagel, and she wasn't planning on investing in Bitcoin." Me too, Arlene. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Arlene. Everything bagels really are the best. My current event. All right, bro. So earlier this year, earlier this year, I don't know if you remember when Gucci decided to come out with this ski mask uh, sweater. It was like a black sweater that um, it's, it, it was, had a ski mask attached to it. So it looked like a turtleneck okay. that you can just, you know, extend over your mouth and nose. Right. If they, if you can picture that, but anyway, they decided to to make an opening around your mouth, <laughs> right? So they, so it has an opening around your mouth, so you can talk. Of course, wearing this, it pretty much looks mm-hmm. like a turtleneck you could pull over your face and rob somebody with. So the mouth is exposed, but the around the mouth area was like a red lips, so it looked like some <laughs> black menstrual show shit. So this is what Gucci thought was a good idea to start a fashion statement with this thing. Like you imagine that like everybody walking around like half black face from a damn Gucci sweater. Cause people love Gucci. Imagine how goofy that shit is. But Brian, one of the things that always, and that's not even the, 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 the point of this story. Cause I'm getting to, to what this story actually is about. But before I go further, I, I don't understand what goes on in these marketing team meetings What's going on where you have like a focus group where it's like Gucci's about to whip out this new uh, ski mask sweater combination and nobody in that room looked at this shit and was like, that's a bad fucking idea. Like, nah, maybe we shouldn't do this shit. Maybe it'll cause an uproar, especially in the world that we live in now, man. You got to fucking tread carefully. Um, so what I'm getting at is that apparently uh, in Bayonne, New, New Jersey, um, at a dollar store, they released a, a black rag doll called a Phil Better doll and had instructions to whack them against a wall. Brian, you have to see this shit, man. Please look this shit up right now. It was a Phil Better doll. It's these little black 
dolls and they have a, a, a scarves around their neck. One of them says like, I love you, but they have like Afro, the African colors damn near is dreadlocks, like yellow, red, green, and black. And they're, they're just black as shit. Oh my God. Right. Right. Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding? This is the, yeah, the, the feel better doll on the, the doll stomachs are instructions. You're supposed to whack the shit. Whenever things don't go well, when you want to hit the wall and yell, here's a little feel better doll. That's a damn shame. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It looks like, it looks <laughs> like a George Clinton doll. <laughs> Why has it got the rainbow dreadlocks? Right. I, yeah, so this is this is what's going on apparently. Uh yeah, I mean, this this the kind of shit that will start a conversation. Apparently one of the state assembly women, uh Angela McKnight, uh a, gem- a Democrat whose district includes Bayonne, New Jersey, she's the one that went to the store actually and saw it. Um Yeah, she saw a press release posted on her Facebook page and uh, saw that it was sold at the dollar store. And she, of course, she was disturbed by it. Um, And in the past, you know, I never forget. I think it was I forget where it was. I I think it was in the South somewhere. Do you remember where a Walmart decided to uh, hang up an outfit all the way in the rafters? So they had like a shirt on a hanger attached to some pants on a hanger and they put them up high and of course black folks were like that looked like that looked racist look like a black person hanging and it was like nah come on y'all y'all are reaching like you know what i mean it's not even a, a mannequin that y'all hung up y'all just hung yeah. up a shirt and some pants up high and it's like oh that looks like that could be a black guy in there he's hanging you know what i mean some some things are reaching but this one ain't really reaching and that's what i'm saying i'm like what is going on where it's like, yo, we're going to drop these fucking toys and people are going to love them. You know? So this brings us to nouns. And today's nouns, we're going to talk about self-pity. Now, to quote Van Wilder, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Write that down, right? So the whole reason I wanted us to talk about this is because focus is fuel, right? If you focus on your problem, I promise you, your problem is going to get bigger. But if you just accept your problems and focus on a solution, I promise you the solution will get bigger, you know, and I I do want to stress before we even go any further that like, I'm not sitting on a um, mount, you know, uh, like I'm not I'm not talking down to anyone. I'm not trying to share this wisdom that I have perfected or anything like this, because the whole reason that we're having this, I even wanted to have this conversation is because I had a fucked up month. And I'm saying this because I need to hear it myself, you know, right. because it's it's been a crazy month. And like, I need to accept the fact that, like, first off, nobody cares about your problems. They don't, you know, people care about you and they may right. listen to your problems, but they don't care about your problems, you know? Um, and like, you know, like I said, this past month between financial insecurity, job insecurity, problems kind of piled on me and I got, I got overwhelmed and I felt like nothing was going right. But here are like the facts. Historically speaking, this isn't the first time I've been overcome with a lot of obstacles at once and I know it won't be the last, right? But right. the second most important part of this is historically speaking, Every single time I've been in these shitty situations where I feel like I, I'm not able to win, I feel like life isn't fair, it's being cruel to me, I was in a position of growth. Growth, You know, I grew career-wise, I grew creatively, characteristic, characteristically, and spiritually 100% of the time, you know. And looking back on those growth periods, the time that I was venting to everyone or feeling bad for myself contributed nothing, nothing to my growth, right. you know. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I think venting at the time may make you feel like it's making you feel better and it may temporarily, but all it's really doing is just giving you comfort and giving you the right. sense that others feel sorry for you too. And right. justifying right. your like negative behavior. 
Right. Yo, I am guilty of that so much. And it's really something I'm trying to get better with. I dwell too much on the past. And I think a lot of people dwell too much on the past because um, it, it it really does have an impact on you when you have stuff held. In. And even when you're talking about self-pity, mm-hmm. like I hate always feeling like I have to blame somebody for my problems or, 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 um, I, I don't know. I don't like feeling like I'm, I, I always want to think that I'm a winner. Always like to think that nothing's too challenging for me to get over. So some days it does make me feel some type of way when, you know, when, when things aren't going my way necessarily. And I just shut down and it's like, there's only one way up. Yeah. You know, you just can't, you know, be like, oh, but this is just the way it is. Shit sucks. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, let me just go from here. And it's like, nah, yo, because you don't even deep down. And it's one of those things when you want to be honest with yourself, deep down, you don't want to feel that way. You don't want people looking at you like you're helpless. You want, you know. And that's the thing. It's like when shit's not going your way, it is, it can't be you. You know what I mean? You it can't be anything that you're doing. Right. That's the reason that else. life isn't working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta yeah, be. Yeah. It's gotta be my boss. It's gotta be the people around me. It's gotta be my parents. Like there's something that's holding me back because I'm I'm ta- I'm great. I'm talented. I'm I'm successful. And like if if that's not the case, it's because somebody else is fucking right. up. And if they would only do this one thing differently, then everything in my life would right. be successful. It's not fucking yeah, true, yeah. man. Now I definitely know too many people like that. That uh, and even sometimes the the worst is because I've had friends who are going through shit, and um, I always want to lend my advice. I don't. I never want to overstep boundaries. I never want to make it seem like I'm talking uh, at people instead of talking to people. Um, but it's only so much of that shit I can take when I'm talking to somebody, and I sympathize easily with people, but. When it, it's it's always those people that no matter what you tell them, it's like, yeah, but still, nah. So, you know, it's like, it's almost like, do you just want to be sad? You just want to be like this. Okay, well, I can only do so much. I can only have so so much input on on your situation right now. But if you don't, if you don't even want to get better, then we're just wasting our damn time. And some people thrive off of that, I feel like. Yeah, I, I come off as a dick sometimes, and I don't mean it. I mean it genuinely. But when someone is venting to me, before I even speak, I'll ask them. I'll say, do you want my advice or are you just venting? Because, like, there's also times right. where, like, I get it. Sometimes we need to vent. And there's nothing worse where you're just having a bad day and you want to vent and someone keeps telling you how you're wrong. So, like, I'll, I'll ask them, you know. Right. But like, yeah, it's very frustrating when they're like, I want your advice and you and you try to play devil's advocate. And it's like, no, no, no. But like, you don't get it. You don't understand. Right. Right. It's like, you ain't giving me much to work with. It's like, look, man, like maybe halfway. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Nah, that's definitely. Um, I mean, you even see it. And of course, I feel like we always fall back on social media, but sometimes even the stuff that people post, it's a little too. I, I, I always I, I feel like the older I'm getting and the more I'm maturing, I, I've realized that certain things I just shouldn't share with the world. Mm hmm. Certain battles are just my battles. And I guess sometimes it, it shows um, how open you are. And I don't think that's the worst thing, being open with people and letting them know, like, yo, I'm going through some shit right now. I know people are out there that could probably relate to me. But if that's not your goal, if your goal isn't to lead by example through through your own turmoil, you know, I don't know what it is. You know, yeah. it's, it's just... Yeah, man. <laughs> Self pity's a motherfucker, yo. It really is, and it's like we it, we 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 thrive for attention and like that we're life so bad. And this is a huge stretch, but you talking about people on social media asking um, for pity. My friend sent me this Instagram post of a girl he went to high school with, right? And it was one of those like uh, split pictures. And on the right side, it was that uh, semicolon, which is like the survival of suicide or, or anything like that, right? And okay. the left, 
the left picture was her quote suicide attempt. And she was like, you know, a year ago I tried to end my life and you know, this is me now. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let it get the best of me. But the picture on the left, it was a scratch on her palm. And then like a, a scratch on like, and it was a very, very superficial scratch regardless of how it was it, it almost looked like she fell you know when you fell fall on the concrete and you pick your hands up like it was like right. a few scratches on her on her palm and it's oh, like oh hell no you that that's not gonna kill you right like right. It, <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's a straight get some yeah. neosporin on that shit keep it moving yo take yeah. a lap yo yeah and it was like and i'm not and i'm not talking down to anybody that's that's right you know dealt with that you know I, right. I personally have never i've dealt with depression i've never gotten to the point where that was ever an option and but i've dealt with suicide in my life and i've you know i've dealt with friends that struggle it's just like come on now you're just disrespecting a movement in my mind right you know yeah, I mean? you're making a mockery of it you over here yeah just fucking shit up misrepresenting something and and yeah it's almost like you're shitting on somebody else's story people are really going through that you over here tripping over fucking, you know, your own feet and landing on your palms and being like, oh, guess I just tried to end it all right there. I don't know. <laughs> and, and I feel like people use that as a way to deflect, like, you know, real responsibility. It's like, well, I'm better because, and it's just like, it bothers me, especially me being someone that's like in sobriety, you know, and I see a lot of people right. that, that got off drugs and like any time that life throws obstacles it's like you know i got off drugs and like i deserve you know that was the hardest thing and it's like you know what dude like i'm proud of myself right right just because right. of the obstacle i went through but at the end of the day all i did for the past six years was get to a point where i am living like a normal fucking person like i don't deserve a medal to finally have been like right. oh this is how normal people act you know what i mean i didn't cure right. cancer i just stopped right. doing what i shouldn't have been doing in the first place you know, right. and that doesn't take away that I still have responsibilities. I made a decision, you know, almost seven years ago that I was going to be a productive member of society. So now I need to be a productive member of society and productive member of societies roll with the punches. And they and and regardless of where you come from, what status you are, everyone deals with problems. Right. And if you just accept that you have a problem. And work through it, you will 100 percent grow, you know, and and when it's when you're growing. It's not a time to be comfortable. It's time to grow. Right. Growing is uncomfortable and it's fucking terrifying and it's overwhelming, but it's the most beautiful gift that we have as human beings. So fucking embrace right. it. Right. You know, because then no one, like I said, then everyone's like, oh, here it goes again. You know, problems again. You got fucking problems again. And then no one, like, then people stop caring about you. Then they start ducking your phone calls because it's like, oh, right. look at me. What was me? You know? Uh, yeah, it's like they, here come this dude with this dark cloud again. Like, and people know what to expect. Yeah, yo, I think, um, and I think a lot of a lot of topics that we cover on here, man. I feel like a lot of it falls back on on honesty. I feel like really when you're honest with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, I, I could I could recall so many uh, bickering matches I may have gotten into with people or just conflicts in general, where I would after the fact start to analyze the situation and I and and try to figure out what it is that I did, how I contributed mm -hmm. to my own self-destruction that I'm ultimately blaming on somebody else. You know, it's like I, I can acknowledge the things. I could point fingers all day, but then it's like, all right, well Khalil, what did you do? What could you have done better? All right, you're down in this in this uh in in, in the dumps right now. How are you gonna pull yourself out? Cause sitting here and, and just complaining about it and, and acting like, you know, something's just going to come your way. And I think that's, that's, that's just how I've, how I've been in, in, in the past few years. And it's like, once I started being like, okay, I have to get off my ass. I have to make that change. And then everything else just gets better. Everything does. And if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum and you're, and someone's listening to you vent, the, the number one thing that I, strongly implore everyone to do and it's tough is don't let someone's venting or complain have you make a decision about a person or place or, or situation because there's two sides to every story and they're always going to paint themselves in like the worst light and like a perfect example is you i had so many people i go through time hop and i see 
these statuses I wrote that were a direct attack on my sister, uh, uh, Jamie, and just okay. about how like okay. she was so shitty and judgmental and she like was so mean and people would come in my corner and defend me and be like, what's her fucking problem? Blah, blah, blah. When the right. truth now is that I was a drug addict. She knew I was right. a drug addict and she was just trying to get me off of drugs. And she right. knew that she had to get my family involved. She had to get other people involved in like, to me, it was like, you're just talking shit. You're just trying to bring me down. It's like, no, dude, I'm trying to save your fucking life, you moron. Right. But people right. immediately, what's your sister's fucking problem? Who does that? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Because I painted a different picture of what was actually going on. No one's going right. to be like, yeah, so I've been, you know, I stole from my sister and, you know, stole from my parents. And, you know, now my sister's on my ass about it. And I don't know what her fucking problem is. No. Right. So, Right. I, I've been trying so it, hard, Bill it's bullshit. Yeah, it is it is funny where uh people need sometimes I feel like people need validation from outside sources. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, this person agrees with me too, so I must be right. It must be you, you know? And and I feel like people make up shit in their head for self pity. Like so many people. I I I am fairly tattooed and a lot of my friends down here are fairly tattooed and i see a lot of people like post like i was at the grocery store with my daughter or i was on the train with my daughter and you know someone looked at my tattoos and rolled their eyes you know just because i'm tattooed doesn't mean i could be a good mother and it's like it's 2019 dude nobody gives a fuck about your tattoos anymore right you know what i mean Yo, like this isn't the 60s anymore no my tattoos and my piercings <laughs> Right, yeah. right, right. That shit is dumb, yo. It's like, it's like, yo, you over here, yeah, nah, fuck that shit, yo. People definitely do milk shit like that. Like, like yeah. as if they're, they're the center of attention. The, the world is yeah. out to get them. Oh, man, I'm, I'm a target. Like, uh, nah, we find yeah. better reasons to make you a target now. Yeah. Take responsibility. That's what I just tell everybody, man. Just take responsibility um, stop, stop blaming people for, for your mishaps. Uh, there's something that you can do for, for anything, you know, uh, you want to lose weight, fucking get up and lose it. You want to fucking, you know, you know what I mean? You want, you want, you want to lose weight, lose it. You want to, uh, I, I don't know. You have to find, find whatever outlets, uh, can, can, can once again, bring you to serenity. That's that's just something mm -hmm. I just really live by, man. Self pity is just it's it's not attractive. It's not attractive. Nobody likes seeing somebody who who is looking to everyone else to make them feel better about this situation. Like so, that that shit isn't attractive. People like the people that are like, yeah, this shit sucks, but I ain't gonna let this hold me down. Like I'm I'm gonna be the winner of this. I'm gonna be the hero of this. And and that's that's how ultimately if if everybody thought like that we live in a in a in a better world right now but motherfuckers don't want to take responsibility and and your world alone would be better you know like let's say that you're in a good spot right and I'm in a really rough spot and I go to your house I could do one of two things I could focus on your positivity and I'm going to you because you're positive and maybe we'll get a few laughs in and we'll and we'll enjoy life. Or I'll come to you with my problems, and now I'm fucking up your day. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like, damn, man, here go Brian over here. Fucking pity party Brian over here. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, nah, man, that's that's definitely... I mean, and that's more the reason why you should. It's always good to have a mm -hmm. group of friends. Like, be around people that that make you better. And and, and that, don't be a leech. Don't be a leech, but just be around people that make you, you know feel like you know your life is is worth living you know because i mean people really do have that effect on you when you, you're feeling like shit you get around certain people they just pull you right up out of that funk but too many people have people in their circles that are just like them maybe you know you are the company that you keep maybe it's time to switch up your company going to do I'm afraid today. And the reason for that is because 
we're going to go straight to Today in History. Today in History, to date, which we're only about seven episodes in, but still, is the biggest bomb that I ever found doing my historical things. I got sucked down a rabbit hole on this specific uh, pivotal moment in history, right? So today, August 5th, in 1962, actress Marilyn Monroe dies under mysterious circumstances. And as soon as I read that, the word mysterious really jumped out at me. So, on August 5th, 1962, Marilyn Monroe was found dead of a drug overdose in her Los Angeles home. This led to several conspiracies, and we're going to go through some of them, right? So, number one, the Kennedys killed her, right? Now, most people know that there were rumors about Marilyn Monroe having an affair with JFK, but apparently she was also having an affair with Bobby as well. And per her housekeeper, Robert Kennedy was at Marilyn Monroe's home August 4th, hours before she died. So the first thing I read was that she was threatening to go public about the affair and the Kennedys had her, had her killed. But it gets a little bit more weird than that. So... Apparently, the Kennedys got Peter Lawford involved, who was an actor, as well as her psychiatrist, her publicist, and her personal staff. Word on the street is Marilyn Monroe had faked suicide attempts before, and this was just supposed to be another one. So the game plan was the psychiatrist would give her this drug. It's called Secanol. It's a barbiturate used to treat insomnia and relieve anxiety. She'd, she would overdose. He'd come get her stomach pump. She'd survive and get media attention. But the goal of everyone else was to let her die. Um, and there's actually even allegedly an FBI file relabored Robert Kennedy. Um, and I don't know the validity to it, but if it is, it's saying that in that report states the following. Lawford is reported having made special arrangements with Maryland psychiatrist, Dr. Ralph Greenson. The psychiatrist was treating Maryland for emotional problems and getting her off the use of barbiturates. On her last visit to him, he prescribed secondol tablets and gave her a prescription for 60 of them, which was a very unusual quantity, uh, quantity, especially since he saw her frequently. On the date of her death, her housekeeper put the bottle of pills on the night table. It is reported that the housekeeper and Maryland's personal security and press agent, Pat Newcomb, were cooperating the plan to induce suicide. It goes on to say that the same day Robert Kennedy had booked out of the Beverly Hills Hotel and flown to San Francisco, where he booked into the St. Charles Hotel owned by a friend. Robert Kennedy made a telephone call from St. Charles Hotel in San Francisco to... Peter Lawford to find out if Marilyn was dead yet, called and spoke to Monroe and then checked in again later to make sure she did not answer. The document claims that the housekeeper, uh, Eunice Murray, who had been hired by the actress on the advice of Dr. Greenson, then called to the psychiatrist after she had died, right? Marilyn expected to have her stomach pumped out and get sympathy for a suicide attempt. The psychiatrist left word for Marilyn to take a drive in the fresh air, but did not come see her until after he knew she was dead. Officially, the actress was found by Mary in the early hours of August 5th, naked on her bed, laying on top of her telephone. Wow. Um, so that one is the most detailed, might be the most plausible. That's what I'm saying. That's pretty freaky, man. Pretty, pretty freaky. It gets more insane so we're on to theory two the mob did it so the next second leading hypothesis still connected to robert kennedy is that renowned chicago mafia boss sam giacana ordered monroe to be murdered it is rumored that uh giacana arranged monroe's first major hollywood contract in exchange for her seduction of uh, seduction of powerful men so that he could then blackmail them um he was allegedly worried that monroe knew and had her house bugged uh by the renowned wiretap or bernard spindel so just so i'm clear because i'm using a lot of words so he bugged her house uh to spy on her uh spindel claims to have heard kennedy and monroe fighting the night of her death but those recordings were said to have been destroyed in 1966 according to some reports you could hear a loud bang on kennedy's recording uh at what is 
what was believed to be her time of death followed by silence. It is also commonly believed that Giacana ordered a hit on Monroe to keep a secret secure. And the greatest twist of all, it is also believed that the Kennedys might have recruited people from the Giacana family to kill Monroe. This implies that either Robert Kennedy worked with Giacana, Giacana did it alone, or Robert did it himself, but because her house was tapped, Giacana knew about it. Oh, wow. Whew. That's, That's just number two. Oh my gosh, yo. <laughs> we can we can swallow that pill first instead of throwing all these at you. So if you want to swallow that pill, we can, and then I'll go on to the third one. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to jump yeah, I in. Mean, I guess when I just hear this kind of stuff, you know, for a lot of people, and it's a shame that um, one of the things I just hate about when I, when I hear about quote unquote conspiracy theories, like I'm sorry, man. The, the world we live in, nothing, nothing comes as surprise to me. Um, of course, I mean, I wasn't around for that period. I was born in 1991. Quite frankly, never knew uh, what Marilyn Monroe died of. I don't really know much about the one, but even hearing stuff like this, and it, it all seems like believable stuff, man. And it, it's just weird. I mean, people go through great lengths to pull off to, to cover up a murder, you know, it's, it's like, that's the, I mean, it's either get caught or cover it up. So, you know, sometimes when I hear about, you know, conspiracy theories, who would go through all of that? Somebody that doesn't want to get fucking exposed, somebody that doesn't want their life ruined, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's like, why is this so bizarre to hear that somebody would do this? Oh, who's that? Who puts that much time into it? Motherfucker, you need to get out more. Like, come on. Yeah. But that's that's pretty wild, man. And even the whole, you know, the gang ties into it, like, I mean, the mob, it's like, that's very possible. Wow. It's scary. Yeah. So, so we're going to get to it because this, out of all the death conspiracies, the reason that this is so fascinating to me is because you'll see every single conspiracy theory you've heard about specific deaths, all of them, there's one, there's one of each of those for... Marilyn Monroe. Like if there was a conspiracy bingo, Marilyn Monroe's death would boom, 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 bingo, right? <laughs> so <laughs> number three, of course, the CIA killed her, right? So some believe that Marilyn had pillow talks after sexing it up with JFK. And during these talks, top secret information about Area 51 was discussed. Apparently, JFK is said to have had told Monroe he witnessed evidence of things from outer space at a secret airbase. She was threatening to hold a press conference to tell the world what JFK told her about, about having seen debris from an extraterrestrial vehicle and um, at what the document calls a secret airbase. So then, pretty cut and dry, the CIA found out about this and took out the witness. Hmm. That's so funny, because it's like the whole Area 51 thing is being reinvigorated, as you all have heard in the mm -hmm. past episode. So, I think we're doing this all in Marilyn Monroe's honor. We need fucking answers. Yeah. Justice for Marilyn. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hmm. What do you think, man, out of, out of the three that you just shared with us, which one seems the most... Believable. Which one are you thinking? I'm gonna go through all of them. Oh, there's and more. Then I will oh save my, shit! There's two more. Uh, I'm gonna go through all of them, and I'm gonna say my unsatisfied opinion. Okay. Because it's not it's it's not set in stone my opinion. But anyway, number four, it was an accidental death that was covered up. So some people believe that Marilyn had lied to the doctors about about the amount of drugs she had been taking. The doctors then just prescribed her the medications based on the information given, which led to a fatal overdose um, to avoid being charged, much like in the future, Mike Jackson, Michael Jackson's doctor would be charged. They covered the death up as a suicide. And then not and then number five, what would a celebrity death conspiracy theory be if it didn't have number five? She's not dead at all. Uh... One man claims Monroe's death was staged and her psychiatrist, Dr. Ralph Greenson, committed her to a mental institution in New Brunswick, Canada, because of a breakdown she experienced due to the threats on her life. John Alexander Baker, author of Marilyn Monroe, Alive in 1984? Question mark. 
believes Monroe stayed at the institution for 20 years without being recognized before being released. According to the book outline, Baker says he picked up a hitchhiker in Nova Scotia in 1984 who claimed to be Monroe, now a homeless, frightened, and paranoid schizophrenic. She told him her days of a former movie star, and Baker was taken by her resemblance to Monroe, as well as the similarity in her singing voice. Baker does admit that the woman's mental state would make her story hard to believe, but says, I believe 99% that she really was who she claimed. Now, before I get into my opinion, I will say, actually, I'll say my opinion now, and then I'll go to the facts. So I don't know what happened, right? Okay. I definitely think the fact that the Kennedys are brought up so many times. I think that the Kennedys are behind it. I don't think it was a suicide. Uh, and when we get to the facts, you'll see why. Right. Um, they, they have a very secretive family, you know. Right. Um, they have the most to lose. They're a very well, well-renowned, well-known family. Um, possibly the mob was involved with the Kennedys. Because if you think about it, where what happened to JFK and Robert Kennedy? They died. They died. Yeah. They died. Yeah. Right? Um, so, let's get to the facts. Marilyn Monroe lived a full life of mystery, lies, and deception, which in return led to a lot of possible reasons why one would want her murdered. Her autopsy showed no pill residue discovered in her stomach which suggests that she had received the drugs in some other way than orally. Um, samples of toxicology from her liver were collected, but were never actually tested. And the sad truth is we've gotten conflicting stories from several people and they're all dead now, you know? Right. Um, and like I said, my opinion, based on the facts, most of the conspiracies involved the Kennedys, more than likely they were involved in some way, but that is just speculation and there's no way of ever knowing the actual truth, making this one of the greatest pop culture mysteries of all time. Wow. That's crazy. That is, that is our today in history. It's crazy because it's like last time I checked, is, this, is Stormy Daniel still alive? I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. No, nah, I'm pretty sure she is. I think my wife just pulled up a uh, article about her being arrested. Um, I guess Trump ain't get around today. He was too busy freeing ASAP Rocky. Quote unquote. Oh, well, I guess there was a uh, there was an article about it because Snopes tackled it. Okay. Snopes says the adult film actress and vocal critic of Donald Trump is in fact alive and well. Uh, okay. Well, I hope she's enjoying her remaining days. Um, maybe they just didn't mm -hmm. come around yet to her. So, well, you got to be smart about it, man. Like, go go public. You know, go public and say, this is what's going on. And they are going to have me killed for telling right, you this. Right, right. Yeah. Because then they won't. It's the same reason Bob Lazar is still alive and kicking, you know. Is that how you pronounce his Bob name? Laz I already told us Lazarus. Is it Lazar's? <laughs> Lazar. Oh, shit. Just Lazar. Oh, I'm yeah. Lazar. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about so, Bob, I don't know much about Bob Lazar. Now that I think about it, I'm like, oh no, this actually isn't the guy I thought I was talking about. No, he is. Um, he's an Area 51 okay, guy. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Or one of those, one of those. I don't know if he actually worked at Area 51, but mm -hmm. one of those facilities. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, he came. He opened up about some stuff going on. Said that they were going to have him killed. He's still kicking. People think that it's bullshit. I All personally right. believe it. All right. I'm a sucker for conspiracy theories. Yeah, man. Whether I fully believe them or not, they are so fun. Yeah. It's scary, man. I'm always just like, it just puts me in a position where it's like, fuck, I don't know what to believe. I just don't know what to believe. I yeah. guess that's the beauty of it. It's kind of like you just choose. What do you want to believe? I want to believe this. All right, cool. I'm sticking with that. There, there, there is somewhere I know what to believe, you know? I, oh, there, yeah. there's somewhere I'm like 
or I, I shouldn't say know what to believe, but what, know what not to believe. So right. it's like, did you know that the government is behind 9-11? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I don't know if that's accurate or not. And it's like, did you also know that Obama and Hillary Clinton are actually lizards? And I'm like, okay, that I don't I don't think that that's true. <laughs> I'm not even going to do research on that. I don't right, think that that's right. accurate one bit. Right. Reptilians, to be precise, right? Is that what this is? The form <laughs> yeah. of alien, they're reptilians. I remember, what was it? It was somebody, yeah. I remember at one point they were accusing Justin Bieber of being a reptilian. It's like, okay, yeah, it's like, I mean, that's a stretch. Yeah. You go from Obama and Hillary to and somehow fucking Justin Bieber gets thrown into the mix. All right, I'm not listening no more. Yeah. Did you uh so we talked about we talked about the 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 girl that licked the ice cream, right? Yeah. Did we talk about that in a previous show. Did we talk about the girl who peed on the potatoes? I I don't think so. Bro, this happened in uh West Mifflin. This is in PA, man. It was a 20-year-old woman, uh Grace Brown, who's facing multiple charges including criminal mischief, open lewdness and pub- public drunkenness. Um July 25th, she went into a Walmart around 10, 10 p.m. And apparently she was fucking wasted, man. And she goes in there and they caught her on surveillance camera walking in there. And she went over to the uh, potatoes and, um, quote unquote, immediately disposed of the affected products and sanitized the area. Oh, I'm sorry. Up, oh, that's a lie. That's what Walmart did apparently after she did it. I'm over here reading so. in the wrong way, <laughs> as they should, right? But it's just like, I don't understand, Brian. I've been drunk many times. Uh huh. I always, I, I always know where the bathroom is. Always. And and quite frankly, and this is what I'm saying: if it comes down to it, if you had a Walmart, Walmart parking lot, why not just pee in the parking lot? Why pee on some potatoes? Why put yourself in a bed? Why why not be discreet about it? What's discreet about peeing on potatoes? Of course, when reporters asked her why she did it, she doesn't fucking remember. She was wasted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she's still facing these charges, as she should. Now, I think, not not to, you know, say that they should be a little more lenient with her than they should with the woman who uh, blatantly was like, yo, I have the flu. I'm sick as shit. I'm going to lick a thing of ice cream and put it back and somebody's going to buy it. That's pretty malicious. Um, while I yeah. think this act is malicious, it's <laughs> people do dumb shit when they're drunk. I think this is a. I think this is pushing it though, because that's just fucking nasty. I would never want to do anything that can affect somebody else, that can make somebody else ill. Yeah, you know, I I do think <sighs> that when people get drunk, they they some of them do get a little bit more confused. Like I think I think of Frank Hart, and I don't think that Frank Hart would piss on potatoes. But now you obviously remember the day, the night that we had to get a ride home from the police. Uh, oh, that was one of my favorite nights. <laughs> and we turned to Frank yes. and we said, Frank, you are wasted. Stay in the car. And then we walk into yes. Wawa and turn around and Frank is there wobbling behind yes. us. <laughs> yes. What did we just tell you, Francis? And then my favorite part of that night was when we got back, we got back in the car and we saw Frank come out and he went the other way. He walked out of Wawa and he pretty much did a whole fucking loop to get back to the car. And I swear if he just would have came straight over to us, none of that would have happened that night, yo. He took the fucking scenic route. Right, just in time for for Officer Wash to to uh, approach us and and see what the fuck was going on. That was pretty goddamn funny, though. And then they're like, "All right, get in the car." And you go, "I call shotgun." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh, not today, buddy. No, we don't do that in here." I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And it was worth it was worth the uh, you know the taking that chance, but uh, nah, man, yeah, drunk people do dumb shit. Don't pee on potatoes. I heard shotgun once when I was arrested. Did you get it? Yeah. Oh shit! Nice. No, I didn't call it. I just got it. I was just oh. given to me. You just you just went to the front and just was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, which is like, if you ever get shotgun, just know that the cop thinks that you're so pathetic and so not a threat. Right. That it's like this loser's not going to do anything. Right, sit up here with me, buddy. <laughs> you ever see a gun yeah. before? Here you go. With some handcuffs. Here you go. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Hey man, so have you watched The Boys yet on Amazon Prime? 
No, I keep I keep being told that I'm supposed to. Bro, it's really good. Eight episodes, pretty solid show, pretty solid writing. Um, and there's a plane scene in it, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. There's a plane scene. I feel like when like an airplane scene, when I say a plane scene, there's an airplane scene in it that really fucking just Yeah. Really gets you. Yeah, it's it's I definitely recommend it. It's been my favorite show. I actually think I'm gonna revisit it today and binge watch the whole series again. But uh now you should definitely uh check that out, man. I still haven't seen Brightburn, but I'm pretty sure the boys is everything I wanted from Brightburn and more. Okay. Yeah, no, it's on my list. So right now me and Jade are watching Sopranos and it's it's super fun. And that's like where my priority is because I watched The Sopranos like three times. And then I was like, didn't think I, as much as I love the show, I was like, I don't think it's as exciting to watch a fourth time. Right. But watching it with someone who's never seen it. Okay. Oh, it's, it's so exciting. Man, I've never seen The Sopranos. So I'm really slacking oh. with that. But I also don't have HBO anymore. So maybe I'll have to cough up that $10 a month and get the HBO Now app or whatever. But I, I, I heard The Just Sopranos. Just get the HBO out, uh, Now app and I'll give you my login. Oh, man. You are such a saint. You all hear this out there? Oh, my God. I'm just, yeah, I just get spoiled. You can't watch Sopranos. You can't watch Sopranos or Boardwalk Empire until I'm done. Oh, okay. Only it's going to mess it up. It's going to mess you up. Okay. You know what, bro? I still, I haven't even seen The Wire. I haven't seen The Corner. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of shit, man. Um, so I need to catch up with that, man. But I heard Sopranos is like the creme de la creme as far as, uh, Greatest show on television. That's what I heard. Greatest show ever on television. Right behind Seinfeld. No, well, Seinfeld apparently was the greatest sitcom, but greatest show, yeah. Sopranos. I'm going to have to check that out, man. Yeah, yeah. So just to, to recap everything, you all, um, anything can happen to somebody. So uh, if the day comes that Lil Xan, uh disappears just know that anything can happen to him um it's no conspiracy um also put your fucking cell phones away when it's the end of the world you don't want to capture that you don't want to do a live feed of the end of the world uh do not purchase uh blackface dolls to whack them when you're feeling down let's not do that uh yeah take responsibility Stop feeling sorry for yourself and do something about it. God damn it. Only one way is up, man. So yeah, cool day live, episode seven. Thanks a lot for tuning in, y'all. Brian, it's always a pleasure, bro. We'll see you guys next week. Cool day live, it's a cool day live. I can't smell my knee, Kelly, it's cool day live.